This is Sound and Vision on KEXP, and today we're going to explore Seattle's local music scene past and present. KEXP's Eva Walker, who is host of our Northwest music show Audio Oasis, got together with the very first Audio Oasis DJs, Michael Stein and Rod Ronquillo. They'll share some of the music of the region when Audio Oasis started 40 years ago, and Eva will share some of her favorite local artists that are defining the region today. We'll also get a little history lesson in Seattle's jazz and funk scene and beyond. Eva first asked Michael what Seattle's music scene was like when Audio Oasis first started in 1982. Lots smaller. You know, obviously the city itself was a lot smaller. So wasn't a lot going on as far as original music initially, but then something started to happen and there were a couple of clubs and people started doing original bands. And I think I think some of the inspiration came out of the punk scene, really, because we'll be talking about the band The Heaters, which became The Heats. But they were kind of the first ones to go, hey, we can write our own songs and actually have people want to come out and see us, right? And then maybe we'll make a record. So that's kind of how how that started off, but very small, right? You'd go to a show and there'd be 100 people and most of them were in other bands. So yeah. <laughs> like learning how to do it. What well, about for you, Rod? Well, I think as I recall, and you know, 40 years ago, I was 20, 21 years old and, and still too young to get into the bars. And some of the bands were playing in the bars, the mm-hmm. local bands, and there were only so many places you could go see these people playing and there weren't a lot of places where all ages clubs or things to see bands local bands and so the local music scene was very small there were only a handful of bands and a handful of places to see those bands so what songs did you all want to share from that era from 1982 well i think it would be a lot of fun we were talking about the heats and uh you know they they really kind of were the the trailblazer. For instance, 1979, they came down to my hometown of Olympia and they played the Evergreen State College. And it was as if the Beatles had come to town, sold out seven, eight hundred people packed into a hall. Right. And it was chaos and everybody was so happy. Right. Like, oh, and there was a rockabilly band before them. And it was a, an amazing night. People jumping off the second floor balconies and stuff. And the heats delivered, man. They were just killer. So, Ron, what do you think? That was a, that was my favorite kind of music and still is, is that, that kind of jangly power pop kind of guitar music, you know, and uh and that was a really big, they were one of the first ones I ever saw that played that kind of music live. And uh, they were just, they were fantastic. And they were one of my, that album they put out, Have an Idea, in, ni- in 1981. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a spectacular record. Every, every song on that record is great. Rod, you were mentioning a band that uh, you saw live, the Dinette set, that you really dug on. They put on a great show, I understand. Never yeah. got to see them. Yeah, I saw them a long, long time ago. I think they, I, I don't remember exactly where it was. I seem to remember it was outside. They were a, a girl group. They had musicians and then a girl, two, or, two or three girls up front. Yeah. And uh, they, they had that kind of twangy kind of girl group sound that was, that was really, really fun. And their lead... I think their guitar player, Scott, went on to play with uh, R.E.M. 
And oh, so wow. they were a they were a big deal in Seattle for a long time. Yeah, and young fresh fellows. And, yeah, and, young yeah. fresh fellows. And, you know, three women up front in yep. a band it turns it into a freaking party, right? And they did a lot of surf type stuff, and so it was like you're coming to the dinette set show to have a good time and dance. Yeah. The dinette set. I like that name. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> and uh, there's a great video of them doing a song called "Shoot the Curl," by the way, on YouTube. We're gonna ride those boys right out of style. We're gonna shoot the curl one damn mile. Seven's out of spreading all over the town. There's the diners where something just isn't around. We got news for our key friends. Yeah, we're allowed to ride to the end. We're gonna shoot, shoot, shoot the cow. We're gonna shoot, shoot, shoot the cow. We're gonna ride those boys right out of style. We're gonna shoot the curl. And one of the bands that I know you brought today, uh, the Puds. Oh, tell me about the Puds. <laughs> the Puds. Interesting story there. Rob Morgan is—he was kind of a scene maker, kind of a like micro Andy Warhol kind of figure. You know, people circled around him and they got together. They would start bands and they'd play records for each other. And he was a really good artist, right? So he'd draw good cartoons. And uh, he loved that kind of trashy 70s pop because the other side of the single is a version of Take a Letter Maria. But this song, Take Me to Your Leader. Good one. Oh. Good one. Yeah. One of the highlights off that album we were telling you about, Eva, the Seattle Syndrome one, which is kind of, that is like, basic building elements really for the whole Seattle music scene really intriguing to check it out and this was definitely yeah puds take me to your leader one of the highlights on that take me to your leader 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 take me to your scene 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 take me to your leader 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 you know what I mean you know what I mean, mean, mean. and you had one more on your list Yes. Are we talking Visible Targets? That's right. Visible Targets. Yes. From Yakima. Yeah. Three sisters and a drummer. But they were a really intriguing band. Slightly bent songwriting, but really catchy. And uh, I think in their case, right, they came to Seattle to, ironically, it was like, we want to go to the big city, have people hear our music, right? And especially their first record, just Cracker Jack. They ended up uh, working with... David Bowie's guitarist, Mick Ronson, mm. to produce some music and uh, went out and toured with Simple Minds, made a lot of friends. And now it's interesting. There's hardly any information on them on the Internet. So big air of mystery about these people. But visible targets, especially this song, Twilight Zone. Oh. some songs that I want to share with you all that sort of represent the scene now. Wonderful. Uh, as host of Body Oasis. Oh. And uh, I kind of chose a song from different genres. I chose three different genres, electronic, hip hop, and rock and roll. Hmm. And so the first song is going to be from Chong the Nomad. It's called Ghost in the Shower. And this was this is actually sort of a earlier release from Chong the Nomad. I believe this was pre-pandemic released. And... Um, I chose it because it's the first song I heard from her, and it made my jaw drop. I said, 
what the hell is this? Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard anything like this. So, Chong Nomad goes in the shower, you guys. It's incredible. <laughs> artist that I chose um, to sort of represent the current scene is a artist that goes by Django, who's from Spokane. Um, he's incredible. He's blowing up the hip-hop scene right now over in Spokane and in Seattle and probably all over the place. It was, by the way, hard to narrow this down to three <laughs> acts, by the way. It is. Yes, <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing people I want to mention sure. in hip-hop and electronic and rock. Well, I think, um, I think I was interested by the fact that you said Spokane and hip-hop in the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah. You, there is some pretty cool hip-hop in Spokane. I know. <laughs> wow. That's good. That's, that's a sign yeah. of a really good life happening there. Yeah, yeah, and he is one of the one of the guys over there just blowing it up. And uh, I chose the song "Merchandise" um, from Django. Many want the grind, but they don't want the issue. Tell me, what's the king who disappeared when the break do? Never mind that the king and I cannot be subdued. Sit like mildew, spread like fake news. Plus, I got the tribe on lock for any dispute. Never lost a battle, but the war still continues. I'm a rule denier, put my name in all the venues. The white man confused how a nigga got the influence. Huh? And Johnny, Johnny, don't call me legend on me. Back then, I was lonely, had to do it on my own. I'm God. Now they love me, they blame the one above me. I'm the daddy. And the last song and artist that I chose is the most current discovery that I made. And I know, Michael, you have been enjoying them. Uh, screen Frogs. Oh. <laughs> I had to choose them. I wanted to start with like an older release, Chong the Nomads, Ghost in the Shower, and then like one that's like in the middle, <laughs> Django, yep. and I got to end with the most recent discovery for me, which is Sun Frogs, and they have an EP called Sun Incubator, and I chose wow. the title track. It's incredible. <laughs> this is, you know, I could hear your enthusiasm when you played these guys for the first time I on was Audio so Oasis. Happy. Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. And, and you are right. These guys got it. Yes. I sent them a message as I was playing them, premiering them on the radio, saying, You will do the world a disfavor if you stop making music. And they were just like, Thank you so much. I'm like, do you, what are you so. Have you heard yourselves? You're incredible. <laughs> about what's your take on the evolution of the Seattle scene from then up until now well I, I think just uh, watching it get bigger and bigger and bigger and, yeah. and especially as it blew up when the 
when the grunge music blew up in the early 90s. I mean, yeah. we just went from, we went from this little burg in the northwest part of the country wearing flannel shirts, and then all of a sudden, it was huge, you know. Before that, it was Jimi Hendrix who actually broke it England. And then you had Heart. And mm-hmm. that was about it. Mm-hmm. You know? They had to go up to Vancouver, right, and catch that, the ear of some Canadian folks. Yeah. Kind that, of to then come back. as. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you had the, the Sonics and the Whalers and stuff in the 60s. But other than that, it was nothing until until the night. And now it's just blown up. And, and I think the, the advent of a station like KXP and putting it out on the Internet and having all this stuff nationally, worldwide, it's just, it's just spectacular. Yeah, it's amazing to just see the amount of art that's being created and the amount of bands that have started. And uh, I was born in 1989, so I, of course, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see, I don't remember much before then, um, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <of> my <laughs> family moved up here in 68, 69, and I do know that Ray Charles recorded his first song ever in Seattle in 1949. And, um, you know, you had like, the, in the Central District, you had like quite a bit of a jazz scene there in the, the 40s and, and 50s and things like that. Lively, and, uh, yeah. Dave Lewis, who's someone I just got hip to, who was a... Um, pianist, I believe, like a jazz uh, pianist who was around in Seattle. And then Weedle's Groove uh, was happening (laughs) in the 60s, mid-60s and 70s. And Light in the Attic has done a really good job at re-releasing a lot of those funk bands from the 70s in Seattle. But then, yeah, then you got the Sonics and all of that, and then you got the grunge, and then you got the Macklemore. The Brady Carlisle, and it just keeps going and going, and just seeing every all the indie acts as well, it's just mind-blowing. It's, it's such an amazing history. It is, and, you know, maybe it's it's the city growing up, and more and more people and a wonderful variety of people moving here, right? And, and people uh, reacting to, this is a pretty cool place, right? And, <laughs> hey, they got good coffee. They got good eats. You know, I can go hiking and clear my head. And, it's one of the few places that has all four seasons. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it's true. You're right about the jazz scene that was hot here in the garage rock. And then uh, Rod's so right about kind of things leading up to grunge, you know. Mother Love Bone was kind of a turning point, right? That was when things, it was like, look at all these record company people that are starting to come to town, right? And this my kind of love is the kind of And out of that came Pearl Jam and you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, uh, Nirvana, these beautiful uh, bands that last to this day. Pixies, Death Cab for Cutie, all these bands that just became national. And I think a lot of it too is 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 the technology and the fact that you can make quality recordings now in your bedroom mm. in your bedroom. Yeah. And put and put videos of it out on the out, you know, and I think that helps where are these guys from Seattle? <laughs> these guys are from Seattle? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and know? now it's it's like it's a brat badge of honor. Yeah. And you know, talking about the bedroom recordings, people like Perfume Genius, incredible work. 
that's what I like about the beginnings of、uh, Car Seat Headrest. And I think、mm. that name came from he was recording like the vocals with like a car seat in front of him. For the sound of the Like、sort. in the car, I, right? Yeah, yeah.、Yes. I think that's how it. I was、yeah. like, that's great. That's so great. I'm sick of meeting. I just want to hold you. Is it the chorus yet? No. It's just a building of the verse. We get creative out here in the Northwest if you didn't. That's it. No, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, thank you, you guys, for coming on again and、oh. sharing that and having a conversation with me. Um, I've been speaking with Michael Stein and Rod Ronquillo, the original DJs of Audio Oasis when the show launched back in 1982. I am Audio Oasis' current host, Eva Walker, and you can tune into the show every Saturday night from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. for some of the best in the Northwest. Can we、yeah. sing your jingle with you? You want to sing the jingle? <laughs> yes. Okay.、Uh, oh, I have my harmonica. All right. You ready, you guys?、Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> no matter where you are in space, you're listening to Audio Oasis. Perfect. <laughs> so much joy. Well, that was Sound and Vision. And by the way, you can check out Audio Oasis every Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. on KEXP. And remember, Sound and Vision is a 90 minute radio show that airs from 7 30 to 9 a.m. on Saturdays. You can check it out at 90.3 FM in Seattle or worldwide at kexp.org. And if this story warmed your heart, please take a moment to subscribe to, rate, and review Sound and Vision on your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way in spreading the word that the show exists. KEXP is a publicly Funded radio station. We don't do big advertising campaigns. We rely on listener support to do what we do. And you can help support this show by helping spread the word about it. You can tell a friend about it. Again, subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast, or by giving a one time $20 donation at kexp.org/sound. Thanks so much for listening. Close in the shadows.